y'all set it off. Used to be hard, now you just went and saw Bert, you was down with the AK. And now I see you on a video with Michelet, looking like straight bozos. I saw it coming, that's why I went solo, and kept on stomping. When y'all motherfuckers move straight out of Compton. Living with the whites, one big house, and not another in within sight. I started off with too much cargo, drop board, the kids now making all the dough. White man just ruling. This begins with attitudes, who you fooling? Y'all niggas just phony. I put that on my mama and my dead homies. Yellow boys on your team, so you're losing. Hey, yo, Drake, stick to producing, calling me on a butt. You Benedict, easy E, saw your ass and win in it quick. You got jealous when I got my own company, but I'm a man, and ain't nobody helping me. Trying to sound like America most. You can yell all day, but you don't come close. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie, and that's when my man Patrick plays songs and jams. It's supposed to lead us uh, down a path, breadcrumbs, uh, clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And this theme is all about, well, his disdain, dislike, maybe even hatred, maybe strong of a word, but competitive hatred for one Kawhi Leonard, who's celebrating a birthday today. But he's a Spurs fan, and most of the Spurs nation, they are not happy with one Kawhi Leonard. So all of these songs are pretty much a uh, backhanded homage to one Kawhi Leonard. All the songs on the playlist he would play for Kawhi to let him know exactly how he feels about him. Yeah. Look, Ice Cube here. Little Ice Cube. Yeah. Oh, see, see, there you go. So now you got some diss tracks on I here. I got a diss track on here. I got a diss track on yeah. here. I, I had one ready to go. I just. Yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, you can't play Pox. I mean, Pox. I mean, you can, but I don't know if you have to bleep the whole damn thing out. <laughs> Not worth it. You don't want that. There's some suggestive nature. I mean, uh, this song is called No Vaseline, which is somewhat suggestive in itself. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, very true. Um, also, yeah, I mean, Pac started that song by saying, I blanked your wife. Yeah, it's within the first, like, ten words. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he immediately in the district, usually district's supposed to be clever, like, no Vaseline. He's like, oh, a little clever. Yeah. I know, I see where you're going there. No, no, Pac started off the song, hit him up by saying, that's why I effed your wife, you fat blank blank. Yeah. He started off with the George. He started <laughs> off with the George Costanza. He really did. He started off the most obvious thing too. Like he was like, okay, yeah, that's pop. that's a little that's a little low there. You got to start with jerk store. Yeah, well, and that then was, you work your way up to he it. Did. Pop, yeah, was not. He was not trying to get clever and beat around the bush there. No, yeah, that was one. We we still don't know if the first part was true or not. We think it might have been. We still don't know. Faith, I don't. I think she said it was not true, but. Even if it wasn't, was like, Pac, why would you throw that grenade into the, the relationship like that? Pac did not care. Uh, okay, uh, we do care. We care about you guys. Thanks for all of your uh, participation on the show. You've made the show really fun. We appreciate it. 512-337-3776. Uh, you also can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, Patrick at It's Patrick Davis, any Twitterverse. Uh, I'm at Rod Babers, any Twitterverse. We're going to talk some. I get the, the Wimby effect here, and I also uh, want to get into uh, this uh, story from Horns 24-7 about the most indispensable players for the Texas football team. So two things we'll get into. First, we have to re- go back and review a subject we talked about earlier in the show. And this is all the way in the 3 o'clock. So I'm going all the way back, man, all the way back. I started out the show because I guess I started out, I was in a little bit of a, little bit of a mood. And uh, I came in, the, the, the basically came in to the studio, and I started the show with a rant. And the rant, it actually was a justified rant. Um, but the rant was more about social contracts we have and people who violate these social contracts. 
And listen, not everybody wants to abide by the social contracts. And usually that would make you kind of an a-hole. You don't want to abide by the social contract, but that's fine. And examples of these social contracts are lines, right? Everybody stands in a line. That's a social contract too, all right? We all agreed. First person that gets there, hey, you get to have the service first or the product first. You got here. That's the beautiful thing. Uh, we've all probably experienced somebody skipping a line, all right, violating the social contract. Yep. It is what it is. Uh, we also have, I mean, there are small ones. There. Think about the uh, when you're walking into a door, you don't let the door slam on shut on someone, right, just walking behind you. You see them coming into the door. Usually you stick a foot out, stick an arm out, hold the door for them like, hey, you know what? I acknowledge your presence as a human being. Social contract. Um, elevator, same thing. You don't have the elevator close. See somebody walking toward the elevator. You hit the button. Hey, open elevator. You know, social contract. Well, for you the know. record, you fake hit the button. We know we all fake hit the button. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, the elevator. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are, man, you are a sick mofo, Patrick. That is brilliant. For the record. You, for the record. You fake I, it? I feel, hey, you fake it? After oh. a pandemic, I feel completely justified. We stuck in a tiny box with you. <laughs> that is true. Oh, uh, that is a great point. Wow. Thank you. But you're right. They wouldn't make a text like you just move your yeah, finger. You're just like, oh. And then the door's like, shutting. You're, you're like, like, I'm sorry. trying. And then they catch the door and you're like, oh, uh oh, it's hitting it though. <laughs> oh, it's man. It's weird, this button. Well, well, Patrick violates that social contract. <laughs> Not all of us do. Um, there, there are bunches, uh, tons of these. I'm sure you guys can think of some other examples. Um, and what I wanted to know was. You know, what's the most violated of these social contracts that we all live with? Because, you know, we're in a society. All right. We, we live by these, abide by these social contracts because it's better for the overall good of the society. I when I was thinking about the most violated one, because I, I was on the road thinking about this. So I was, I was trying to avoid road rage, get my mind on something else and off my fellow citizens who cannot drive. And then that way they annoy me and I get road rage. <laughs> Road rage leads to accidental racism. I don't want to be an accidental racist. That sounds like the beginning of road rage. My fellow citizens. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I think I know the most violated of our social contracts. I think I figured it out. I believe it is those who don't use the left-hand lane for passing only. That is the most violated contract on the roadways, highways, freeways, whatever. There seems to be a ridiculous amount of people who don't understand the left lane is for passing. If you are not passing or the fastest car on the road and there's a car behind you. Now, if you're, if you're not the fastest car on the road and there's nobody pressuring you to, you know, to obviously change lanes and get over to the right, then stand left-hand lane, you're fine. But if somebody's behind you and you're in the left-hand lane and you're not the fastest car on the road, you should probably get over. Yeah. I, I did, I, it is annoying. I had this driving back <laughs> from the beach. Where I'd be in the left-hand lane, and you'd be going faster than the car in the right-hand lane. Yes. But there was, you're passing like six cars in a row, and then a car comes flying out of nowhere, going 20 miles per hour faster than you, and they get right up on you like you're being a huge, and you're like, I get it. I'm getting over as soon as I can. Yes. I'm not trying to be in your way, but you also can't expect me to go 105. That is true. You should not agree. I'm not asking you to do that. That's why I say you should be aware of your surroundings. You should see the person going that fast. Ahead of time yeah. to be able to go, all right, you know what? I need to make my way over a little bit. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it's the most violated of our social contracts because people don't observe it very often. We do pretty good. Other than the airport where everybody violates social contracts. Nobody respects social contracts at the airport because that's just, that's Thunderdome. <laughs> it's like every person for themselves. If you, That's where manners go to die. Manners, dignity, and respect go to die at the airport. All right? <laughs> That's why the prices are so ridiculous. We've got airport prices. We also got airport etiquette, which is no etiquette at all. My point is, 
the the social contracts are in place so that we all can get along and you know we can have a you know kind of a, a very peaceful you know time even though we're all dealing with all stress we all got to get somewhere we all got to get somewhere at a certain time but if you're in the left hand lane just get over just get over if you're not you know if you're not dictating the tempo of traffic some people like to dictate the tempo of traffic that's them no no i'm gonna be the fastest person on the road and let them that's good for all of us they be the rabbit all right, they'll be out in front and we can all benefit and know, hey, that person there is going excessively high speeds over the speed limit, even to the point it might be dangerous. But at least I know, hey, if the cops come out, they're pulling that person yeah. over and not the rest I'm of gonna us. I'm going to see him pulled over and be like, <laughs> be like see you in a minute. See you, man. Thanks for your service. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So I'm just saying, there you go. I th- but I think I, there's another point, too, because I had a text to bring this up, too. The second most violated social contract probably is also on the roads. And it is the lack of a courtesy wave. It is. Mm-hmm. When you try, when you are selfless enough to let another human being over in traffic, some of y'all in traffic right now, and you let somebody else over, and they didn't give you a courtesy wave. And it's like, where's the cur- uh, what effort does it take to lift the hand just a little bit and let them see you wave it a little bit through the back window? That's it. That's all they want to see. You will make their day. All right? That's it. You know, that's that little show of... Hey, uh, you know, reciprocity, I see it. I appreciate you. Throw it out there. Even hey. my man Trailing made it his Twitter handle. He was so passionate about it. I'll, Courtesy way. I want to give you a little update. I'm watching the screen up here. I believe the Rangers are running away with these all-star starters. I believe we've got three already. I told you they'd have three or four. We got Simeon, uh, Seeger, and Josh Jung, the third baseman. I told you. It looks like they're, they're at three already of what I've just looked up and seen. The last three guys have all gone to the Rangers, and now we're looking. They're up in there for a catcher as well. Yeah, I told you. I, I said they're going to have three or four All-Stars. I said they'll have three or four. It wouldn't and that's not even pitching. Four. I know. That's and that's another. They're catcher. They're Heim. I'm telling you. The Rangers, I, is, I'm not shocked. They're not surprised at all. Three or four. I said it early in the show. I said they're going to have three or four All-Stars. I mean, we're at four starting All-Stars right now. Not yeah. just All-Stars. Four starting All-Stars. Agreed. No, it's crazy. I totally agree with you. It's unbelievable. But it just kind of shows you this, this, the really successful season the Rangers has. And I, I posed this question to Rangers fans, and I got an answer from Rangers fans. I appreciate you guys. 512-337-3776. And uh, the question essentially was, when was the last time the Rangers had a series this important, uh, the series they have upcoming with the Astros this weekend, where they're in first place and the Astros are – are they second or third? Oh, no, They're second win. right now. Second right They're now. They're tied for second. Um, with the Angels. So, if because this series, man, it could end up. They could end up with an eight nine game lead on the Astros, or the Astros could really close the gap on the Rangers right before the All Star break, and you know close that gap to a two or a three game lead um, in the division. And the last time the Rangers had a series, it's important. Um, Rangers fans told me on the Specs I had multiple Rangers fans tell me World Series. World Series, that that was the last time. I mean, I'll give them the playoff series in 2016. It's a playoff series. It's more important than a pre All Star break series. I will say that that is, it is, but it has been that it's still seven it's a long years. Time. That's still a seven long years. time since they've had a series this important. So, of uh, Rangers fans, big, and it's a lot of momentum considering uh, what they've just done uh, hit these all with these All Star votes. I'm not surprised though. Wow. I told you yeah, that's in that division because Otani gets a starting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then we're also going to go with, or I guess he's been named the DH. Otani's been named the DH, haven't gone to the pitching. And then uh, Luan Diaz from the Orioles is the only non-Ranger or Angel, only yeah. one not from that division in the AL starting. And Marcus Simeon's going to be coming up on the show. 
I wow. said it's. I'm, I I would be surprised if I hadn't done you know research and all the research told me like all that based on the all star voting they were going to have three four guys in easy they may get a, they may get a couple of more that we're well, not I mean, even they, they get a pitcher in that's what I'm saying like that's how loaded this Rangers uh, well at least loaded the roster is but how good they've been this season I should say and then, by the way they paid for it I, I believe they have the second out of all the division leaders right now they have the second highest payroll of all the division leaders. So they expected this. They paid good money for it. Um, okay, let's uh, get to the Wimby effect here, and then we'll talk some Texas football here. So the Wimby effect is real. Apparently, Victor Wimbenyama and uh, the uh, the financial gains that the Spurs organization um, is already um, benefiting from. Uh, so according to I got this from the San Antonio Express News it says in the last month in the last month Spurs sports and entertainment communications coordinator Lucy uh, Kaneb says the organization has received roughly four thousand new season ticket deposits, with fifty one percent of those new holders being Gen Z or millennials. That's crazy to think about because most people think about the Spurs as being kind of an old. You got a fudgety organization. Not the case. You got a lot of young people in that community. They are excited about Wimby coming to town. In addition to those record high figures um, provided by uh, the coordinator, the communications coordinator, Lucy Kaneb, the first 48 hours following the selection of Wimby on draft night saw a 3,000% increase in year over year online traffic and sales. 3,000% increase in online traffic and sales. Much of those sales included Spurs-owned merchandise stemming from the Spurs fan shop inside AT&T Center, the Spurs fan shop website, and the mobile merchandise truck that sits outside the Spurs homestead. Uh, on the tra- How about this? On the trading card market, those figures are even more astronomical. When Binyama card sales on eBay have reached this, – this I cannot believe this figure. Like I said, I got it from MySanAntonio.com. It says those figures are even astronomical. Wimbenyama card sales on eBay have reached well over $1.1 million in the last month. Damn. That's crazy. According to a report from uh, KENS, um, the figures uh, provided by a card purchaser. Also, I said the last – if you go on back and look at it, card sales for the seven-footer only began to spike within the last 30 days. After a moderately slow trek of about 1,000 cards being sold on eBay, Wimby's card sales have climbed over 3,000 units sold by draft night. The increase in sale quota also saw a growth in cost for Wimbenyama's card in an average of $89, with price ranges online going from anywhere from $0.99 to $11,000. Yeah. And how about this? According to the report, redemption cards of Wimby during his time with the Metropolitan 92 French team are going for an insane amount of money at live auctions. On eBay, one listing has a Wimbenyama redemption gold base uh, Metropolitan 92 French card priced at $23,000. Come on now. $23,000, Patrick. Lord. What the hell? I wish we would have got one of them earlier. I know we should have been. Damn it! Should have been. I should have been doing this when I knew the Spurs were going to get you, it. Come yeah. on, Pat! You could do this three years thinking. ago. Two. You were talking about this like two years ago. I know. Why do you even look for one of these cards, I'm man? Not, it's, I'm not. A, I'm not a smart investor in the card market. It's my man Jeff Howell probably could have found us one too because he's like 
in those in that card yeah. circles and in that. I world. don't know why you want this. Nah, trust wow, twenty. I'm it. it was going for twenty three thousand dollars. I'll tell you. So try to find your rookie card, Wimby rookie, if you can. Basically, like, I, I will say, I think that you could tell <laughs> that when you say it's the last like thirty days, it's been. When he started doing the interviews, mm-hmm. and when people started to see him as the person instead of just the prospect, totally agree. And they're like, "Oh, wait, this kid is built different. Like his mind is built different." I think that kind of mm-hmm. that yeah. may have opened some things up. Oh yeah, when he's uh, when he's uh, with the media and like I said, saying everything right, talking about how much he loves the organization and showing everybody how mature he is for a young kid this age. Kelly went out to the Legends Dinner with Sean Elliott, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, and Manu. And Sean Elliott says one of the questions he was asking was, how, how do I get proper sleep on the road for road games? That's very concerning for him. And Sean Elliott was like, I've never talked to a rookie about how to get sleep on the road. Usually it's like, hey, that, that club, that, that's that club. I heard a club. They got a club there. They got some nice places to eat, stuff like that. No, he's talking about I want to get some sleep on the road, man. Wow. That like I said, yeah. next level, man. And then if for anybody who's a Spurs fan, when you buy it, when he does the draft and he's crying and saying, I'm a damn Spur, that just puts everybody in like, you're like, oh, whoa, no, he's one of us. I know. He's one of us now. We- <laughs> one of us. One of <laughs> it, us. It makes it, that, that shelling out the money for a jersey just got a lot easier when you were like, oh, he wants to be here? Them jerseys are about to be crazy. Well, he's number one, right? He's got to be. I thought he was. I thought I saw it, but I, could, I haven't looked. I'm just. I, I think I, they have the jersey it, out. I don't know. I find it hard to believe Brandon Miller would be higher, and in Portland, <laughs> it doesn't. Well, seem no, I'm like, talking about yeah, yeah. yeah he's gonna be number one. He's gonna be number one jersey sale yeah. to start out. To start yeah, out. because it's new. Yeah, exactly. I'll say he's the star. Like LeBron, yeah. like unless LeBron goes to a different team, then his jersey mm. sales are really good because it's a new team. But it has to be someone. Dame Lillard can go to a new team. Yeah, or something Dame crazy goes like to a new that. team. That could be something. Yeah, but I don't think Harden's going to get it on no, a new team. Nobody cares about Harden anymore. Bradley Beal's not getting it on the Suns. No, no way. It was a, it, maybe Ja. If Ja comes back and Ja like Ja as well. If Kyrie goes it. to Phoenix, I bet those will sell really well. That's actually but good it, point. because I will tell you something which I didn't realize until I saw I went to a Brooklyn the Spurs Brooklyn game this year. You told me this. That after. kids loved Kyrie, Kyrie. Irving. Like, yeah. young kids were mm. in, like, infatuated in love with Kyrie Irving. And so you're like, that's who buys massive amounts of jerseys because your parents want you to be happy. Yeah. Adults don't buy all the jerseys. We just don't. You're right. It's kids are going to buy your and majority. The sh- and the shoes, you buy them for the kids. Yeah. yeah. And so that, mm. I could believe, if he were to go to a different team this offseason, like if he went to L.A. or if he goes to Phoenix or if he goes to any other team other than the Mavs, I could see. And he'll sell good because he changed his number in the Mavs, too. And he signs a longer deal. Mavs fans may buy into yeah, it a little bit more. the whole season. to Yeah. yeah. So, so he will have a good number, but I still don't put him above Wimby. I think Wimby's going to win it, man. Like I said, th- dude, we didn't talk about this. The NBA- Also, let's not forget, he has an entire country, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> that that actually is probably that's more so than any of the points that we've made. That is why he's going to win the number one in jersey sales yeah. because the entire country of France is going to buy his jersey and yeah. his alone. Yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, good point. But we also uh, we didn't talk about it a lot, but we brought it up I think briefly. The ratings for the NBA draft were unbelievable. It was like the highest ratings they've had in years, and it, there was no drama. In the draft, everybody knew who was getting drafted number one. There was a little bit of drama about the Charlotte Hornets, who they would draft in like two and three. But other than that, there wasn't a lot of drama. People were tuning in to see Wimby. They really were. The, the 2023 NBA draft was the most watched NBA draft ever on any network, according to Nielsen. Up 24% from last year's first round. Why? What was the story? What's, what was different? 
Well, and I, there a is generational a, prospect. A generational prospect, <laughs> and different. there's something to be said of. <laughs> Uh, so in, in wrestling, one of the things that they would always say Vince McMahon wanted was somebody who you notice in an airport. Yeah. And so you wanted big bodybuilders, tall guys, all those things mm-hmm. because they know. They stand out. Victor Wimanyama is one of those guys because of how just gigantically tall he is that he is somewhat of an attraction in his own right that I think people are tuning in to be like, oh, I heard about this guy that's supposed to be this super tall whatever. Yeah. And so you may just turn on the, the channel just because you heard about this Frenchman that now is listed at seven three and a half, but seems to be even taller than that. Uh, I I could see that that'll get you some views too. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good point. No, no, the NBA should embrace that too, like Vince McMahon did. Smart move. Uh, okay, uh, next segment we're gonna audible here. I'm gonna save my takes on uh, most indispensable players for Texas football tomorrow. It's an evergreen topic. It's not football season officially just yet because there is a more uh, relevant topic. The suspensions in the NFL for gambling. We haven't got to them yet. Yes. And you know what? It's going to be fun tomorrow, too. What's that? You know about 5 o'clock tomorrow what happens? Give it to me. NBA players are allowed to start making deals, start agreeing to things. Oh, the free agency so frenzy? So we'll, we'll get some Friday afternoon nice. craziness of it. our Twitter feeds going nuts. It's fantastic. That'll be good tomorrow. But let's talk some uh, yeah, we'll get, some, some negative stuff to get out yeah, on Thursday. We haven't gotten into it yet, so we'll do that. We'll talk about the NFL players who have been suspended for gambling. And we'll give you an update on the uh, the all-star uh, game selection. Rangers, <laughs> Rangers well represented. Let's hey, just say infield's that. looking pretty <laughs> rangery. Pretty, pretty good. If you're a Rangers fan, all right, we'll come back. We'll discuss that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful down the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. <laughs> uh, Patrick, on a uh, new theme Thursday, continues with the new theme being songs, essentially, that he would play for Kawhi Leonard on his birthday, which is today, uh, to show him how Spurs fans really feel about Kawhi Leonard on his birthday. See, this is why we're in it with. I don't care anymore. Put that with me. <laughs> yeah, you're at this point, you're there. We don't care anymore. You're at this point now where you, you had a terrible, bad breakup. That was really bad for Spurs fans. And now you're doing so well in your life. You saw them out somewhere, and, and you're perfectly fine. You know, yeah. having a conversation. And you're like, hey, man, is everything going well? I hope you're doing okay. You know, it's not awkward at all. Because both of y'all, I think, are where y'all want to be. He's on the West Coast, Kawhi Leonard, close to his hometown, comfort with the Clippers. And he's getting paid big money. And the Spurs are on their way to I'm starting another dynasty, potentially. Everybody wins. So sorry, no need for the no need for the ill will, no, and the hard feelings, no. There you go, go like live that. your life. This is cathartic for you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Good for you. You know, Moving I'll still on. tell jokes, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Everybody talks talks a little ish about their ex. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean you don't wish them well. Yeah, I wish all my exes well. I really do. Uh, I hope they're all doing I'd, I'd really well. I'd love to beat you in the playoffs. And exactly. I wish you well, but you know, and hopefully, I'm happy. Happy as you. Happier. Even. Uh, okay, Specs X line. We talked about the most violated of our social contracts. Um, 
And uh, <laughs> shout out to my man. I like, I, I think I called him a texter and he, I shouldn't have called him a texter. He's, <laughs> I like, I guess it's family. So my bad. I like, I, you the man. Um, original Chewbacca says no courtesy wave and no blinker violated, most violated of our social contracts. It is true. Not using your signal is the worst, says a texter. Dumpster man, lack of turn signal is the most broken contract on the road. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe it's people who not do y'all not use your signals. Who are these heathens on the road? You're not using a signal. This is how we communicate with our cars, people. You must use a signal to communicate. I need to know when you're getting over. You can know when I'm getting over. Let's communicate. All right. <sighs> Some of y'all. Are, this is why I would say people. Nobody wants to admit they're a bad driver, but based on just observations, at least half the drivers on the road are bad drivers. But nobody will admit. Have you anybody in their in their life ever admitted to you they're a bad driver? Anybody? Anybody ever said, "Man, I'm a terrible driver"? Yeah, I've and heard, admitted it. I've had people admit it, but it is a very rare. It's thing. rare. It's yeah. usually people. Where everybody thinks they're a great and it, driver. It's normally when somebody doesn't want to drive. <laughs> when like you know, nah, you probably don't want to ride with me. Nah, yeah. we'll take your car, man. You can be right about that. That is normally when you hear it. Oh man, uh, someone says, "Come on, guys, cops never see or catch that guy." If you're a trailing him, you better be at least seven or eight cars back. The officer is already upset he didn't have the radar set when the rabbit ran through the garden. Fastest rabbit never gets served for dinner. It's that dumb bunnies that fell for the, hey, guys, follow me. <laughs> I've, always had, I've always had a lot of luck with the rabbit. Like I've, I've, I've actually never been caught as like the slow one behind him. The rabbit yeah. usually works for me. But, hey, man, you go with you know your own experience. Usually it works for me. But I appreciate you guys and all of your uh, – your uh, your different uh, recommendations and all your thoughts about the uh, broken contracts on the Specs text line. Appreciate that. 512-337-3776 for everybody out there. Also, I want to throw this out there real quick before we move on to talk about these suspensions. Uh, texter here, ATX James. Law, this is actually in the 3 o'clock hour. Um, he was uh, commenting on our topic about social contracts being broken. He said, Rod, out of the window with all that uh, don't judge drivers on their cars. Uh, if we got rid of Nissan Ultima drivers, the Kia drivers, and the Honda drivers, there'd be no accidents. <laughs> See, my point is people profile others based on the cars they drive. We know this. And some of that profiling, as I've warned, will lead to accidental racism because you'll profile any ethnicity and that kind of department, which you should try to stay away from that. And then you don't want that to be associated with road rage. Then you're profiling somebody on what kind of car they drive and ethnicity. And you're also angry and mad. That can end up being very bad accidental racism. So to just avoid that altogether. But I will say if I'm judging people based on the cars and just types of cars, people who drive these types of cars. And how, you know, their prowess as a driver based on the type of car they drive. I would say Tesla drivers are easily the worst. Just me. Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Tesla think, I love y'all, but y'all are the worst. No, I'll, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take a, uh, the over-the-top expensive sports car in Austin where you go, I don't think you're a terrible driver. I don't think you understand how the, how the highways work here. And you going 112 miles per hour to go the next seven feet and then slamming on your brakes and then changing lanes and then changing lanes and then changing lanes oh, the and then changing lanes. That's the California and then, style. And then I pull up and I'm like, dude, we're here at the same time. Like, I get it. We're, we can, I get not wanting to go slow because I don't like going slow either. I don't like going but slow. But the whole weaving through like traffic racing thing. racing to a red light either. Yeah. That, yes. that thing where it's like, I get it, man, but yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to accomplish here? You just almost caused four accidents by cutting people off. You know why sports cars suck in Austin? Too many potholes. 
Yeah, it's on true. the back. Like I don't know how you have a car that low to the ground and it survive. My car is way off the ground, and I still feel a pothole. Like I feel oh. sometimes I gotta check my tire. It's so damn bad. Oh yeah, when you hear it, and you're like, that felt like a lot of metal <laughs> touching something. <laughs> it's like that that didn't that didn't sound right. No, I feel no. like rubber on road right there. That felt <laughs> felt like I dropped some. Exactly. Uh, all right, enough uh, discussion about drivers on the road. We love all y'all. That's the whole point. Uh, okay, let's talk about these suspensions uh, that have taken place for the NFL in wake of the. The latest gambling invest investigation. So there are multiple suspensions here. We gotta, uh, we have to report on. So they suspended Isaiah Rogers. Remember, he was a player from the Colts, the uh, cornerback from the Colts. They did suspend him along with Rashad Berry of the Colts and a free agent Demetrius Taylor, all suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games in 2022. All three players will miss at least one season, the entire 2023 season, and then will be eligible to apply for reinstatement at one point. The NFL has also confirmed that Nicholas uh, Petit uh, Ferrer, I'm sure I screwed that name up, uh, Tennessee Titans offensive lineman suspended for the first six games of the 2023 season for betting on non-NFL sports at the team facility. Uh, He is not suspended for uh, training camp or preseason. Interesting. So he can can participate in training camp or preseason, but not the actual games. And um, we all know, obviously, there are multiple players that are Dealing with suspensions currently right now, at least they will be, Jamison Williams, Detroit Lions, yeah. and a couple other guys. And we, well. and we know that the, the Colts have released Isaiah Rodgers and Rashad Berry. They released both of them today. Yeah. So yeah. basically, you got suspended for the year. Cool. We don't need you anymore. And the crazy thing about it, that guy was getting ready to start for him. Yeah. Isaiah Rodgers. Hey, that was part of that Gilmore trade. Yeah. He had started like five or six games and they last got, year. they trade off Gilmore and say, we're going to put the young guy in, and now oh, we're back on it. Yeah. But both of them were released, so you're... You're sitting at, when you say one of them was a free agent, you're like, no, three of them are free agents. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this about the gambling thing. This is my thoughts on the gambling issue for the NFL because this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg for them. Um, every corporation in this country, I guess the Supreme Court has decided that corporations have the same rights as people. <laughs> um, and these different corporations, they all like people. Because we create these entities and like these cre- these creations, they you know, we make them in our own image so they have our flaws at times. <laughs> They're flawed like we are. Um, not like God making us in his own image, but I digress. Um, they have skeletons in their closet, like we all do, that we hope nobody finds out about. And that we try to manage when people do find out about our skeletons. Like, hey, I'm not that bad. Listen, I'm working through that. I'm doing this, whatever. I'm going to see. I'm going to therapy, whatever it may be. The skeletons in the closet for the NFL, there are two of them now. It used to be just one. Actually, it was two. And now it's still two, but it, it was a different it was a different issue. It was. The two issues, the two skeletons in the closet in the NFL were CTE, still there. That's still one of their big issues, the concussion crisis. And the second one was the, like, the, the protest during the national anthem. Like, that was a big issue. Because it, like, it festered and became something way bigger than the actual protest itself. Right. It became a much larger macro conversation. How the president was talking about it and taking stances on it. It became something the NFL did not want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Colin Kaepernick is, will never sniff an NFL field again. Because they never want to have that discussion again. And he is part of the skeletons in their closet. And they're going to bury that thing deep, 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 deep. They don't give a damn. So now the new skeletons that replaced the Colin Kaepernick issue is gambling. This is, and this has always been an issue for the NFL going back way, way back in the day because the NFL understands that gambling actually is one of the reasons the NFL is so popular. It's a perfect gambling sport. Yeah. And they know this. They just don't like to promote that. Now that they're in business with these different 
casinos and different you know gambling websites entities all these uh and it's becoming more and more mainstream because it's more legalized across the country the nfl realizes they might have a bigger issue on their hands than they anticipated with their own players gambling and breaking their rules so either got to change the rules to make the rules a little bit more uh, modernized or progressive or they're going to start laying that they're on i mean they're suspending guys for a year or they're going to start working harder to uh, make sure that agents, teams, coaches, uh, administrators, everybody's working together to educate the players on what they're allowed to do within the new gambling ecosystem. Yeah, and, I mean, and it's the thing of, I get if you're, I, I think the rules will get lessened on gambling on other things a little bit more, where it'll still be a suspension, but it'll be a lighter suspension if you get caught gambling on basketball or mm-hmm. baseball. And they're like, okay, you can't do that. And it'll still be like, if you're here, you can't do it. In the team facilities, you can't do it. Uh, but yeah, gambling on the NFL is always going to be a massive suspension because it is the line between all of a sudden this whole everyone saying it's fixed. You're like, no, this is as close as it's going to get to a script and being fixed is a guy who decides to not make a tackle to make a million dollars or make – $100,000. Yep. He doesn't care. He's getting paid the same way either way on his contract. And he knows, well, you know, I took the line here. And I get they're not betting on their games right now. But if you're not betting on – if you think it's – if that, if your morality is I can bet on other games in the NFL knowing that I'm going to get in trouble. You have to know you're going to get in trouble if you're betting on the NFL, even if it's not your team. Then it gets closer and closer to, well, man, I lost the last six bets. How am I going to make that up? Well, I'll just bet on my own team. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll cover this. We'll, we'll win, but we're not going to cover – 14 points, and then you're uh, you're up seven. And you're just like, yeah, let him go. Slippery slope, man. Let him go. No, I'm with you, and I I think the NFL now is waking up to realize, damn, a lot of more of our players are gambling than we thought, and a lot of them are uninformed and ignorant yeah. to the to the rules, and so they need to have the agents working on these players, letting them know the rules, coaches. Uh, the player uh, player personnel guys or the player development guys in within the organizations, the teams they should be working on it, and the NFL. And by the way, if the guy, and by the way, there needs to be some type of you know uh, you know uh, ownership and responsibility on the part of the players. Where hell, you seen these stories? Go educate yourself on the damn rules about gambling. Yeah, and, or and decide not to gamble during the season. Well, and, and we know <laughs> gambling's been a thing before. There just wasn't the same paper trail. You go to a bookie. Or whatever else, or even if you went to Vegas, you gamble on whatever. But you just paid cash, and you got paid out in cash, and there wasn't necessarily the paper trail right. that now you're on your phone. The cyber trail where now. they go. We yeah. know the location where you did it. You were pinged where you did it. You have your name, your your bank account, all this stuff. It's all recorded no, now. You'd be better off using a bookie now. Yes. Yeah, now you actually, the old school bookie is what they need. By the way, don't do that also. But <laughs> <laughs> What are you saying, right? That's less of a paper trail. You can just go yes. in with cash. and then the, Now you got the cyber trail leads right to where you are pinging your damn location. Yes. Yeah, and then all these NFL teams are, or NFL teams, but the NFL itself, working with all of these different gambling companies and their partners now. And part of the partnership, the NFL has been open about this, is you do security for us. We need, we'll give you our list of names of NFL players. We need you to constantly have your algorithm working to find these players. And as soon as they come up, just let us know. Yeah. So it's too easy. I don't know how, why the players are still getting caught. I guess because, like you said, this is kind of grandfathered in. They've been doing this for a long time now. Yeah. But if we get more suspensions after this, it should be based on bad deeds already done, not stuff that's happened recently. Like guys are getting caught right now for stuff they're gambling on right now or even next season. 
that to me is almost unforgivable. Like yeah. you've been paying how attention. How dumb are you? How exactly? How stupid are you, man? Hey, man, you know how we had that those seven meetings you were so mad that you had to go <laughs> right. to. Uh, do you not listen to anything we said? Like the first thing you should have seen on the email it said, uh, "Don't gamble meeting." Yeah. And you should be like, oh, I shouldn't gamble. Yeah, no, it is, it is a test if you got a problem, right? The NFL used to always say about their street drugs. They test for street drugs for like three months out of the year. They start in, they start in like July. Um, and they, you get tested one time. And when you get tested one time for street drugs, you're never tested again the entire year. And they got a three-month window, at least the old CBA, three-month window where they can test you. And it starts in like July, like right around the mini camps and everything. And the basically, the, I had an NFL exec tell me, he's like, the test is really not about, you know, the window. We know guys can get around that. We figure that if you cannot avoid the drugs for three months, that three-month window, you got a problem. Yeah. You need to be caught. Right? And, that, that's, and it, honestly, that makes a good point. It's just three months. You got to go three months without doing the street drugs in the NFL. The rest of the time, you can do whatever drugs you want to. Once you get that drug test, you're good. You're golden. And guys still get caught. Hey, it's it's we say the social <laughs> constructs in life. People will be a holes until they get called out for being a holes. And so uh, this is the same thing where people go, "I'm better. I'm smarter than the system." I'm smarter than the system. Well, here, yeah, here you go. Yeah, right? oh, no, were you not. smarter than the system? No, nope. nope. Well, then have fun <laughs> finding a new job. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, we'll go back. We'll wrap it up. Put it in the oven. Let you know what's on tap right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for another horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I? Have some of your tasty beverage to wash. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's good. That is... All right, uh, we're up against it. So uh, real quick, Rangers, four elected starters for the American League in the 2023 All-Star Game. It is the most elected starters for a team since 2016 when the Cubs had five, Red Sox had four. Also, the first All-Star starters for the Rangers since 2012 when Texas had its previous record of three. Shout out to the Rangers, man. man well, hey, for a turnaround for last year to this year. <laughs> Woo. Good for y'all. Good for y'all, man. Happy for we got that Rangers Astro series starting Yo, up tomorrow. We gotta, we gotta whoop y'all four straight wins Ooh. for the Astro. I didn't realize it's a four game series. We play till Monday. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Oh yeah, you were playing when we start. So you can go, uh, oh, actually, we're catching back up. We're catching back up. It's gonna be damn good. I will preview that tomorrow. Uh, if you missed any part of the shows, go to uh, hornfm.com. If you missed them, you can catch up with them right there. Uh, we appreciate all you guys hanging out, all your participation. You made the show great today. You're the real MVP. Uh, remember the revolution. I'll be televised. We're talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.